Hello. Hi. <laughs> that was so that was very um robotic the way I said hello. I mean Yeah, it was a little bit. <laughs> I'm not usually like that. She's not usually a bit more engaging. Whoa, what was that? A bit of an accent. Oh my goodness. Just, uh, this has turned into an accents podcast. Try to mix it up a little. Uh, I'm actually terrible with accents, don't ever ask yeah, me. No, neither am I. Ne- neither am I. What? Neither, uh, neither are you? Neither am I. I am also not good at accents. I am neither. Okay, 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 okay. Gabby, what are we talking about today? Uh, today, we are talking about the struggles or the funness of working in a job that doesn't have a set office or set hours. Yeah. yeah. Freelancing. Obviously, you do it. You've been doing it for quite a while. Yeah. The only kind of boundaries that you have are uni. Yeah. Yeah. So that's like 24, 24 weeks. 24 weeks of the year. Of the year. Not that much. Not that much, no. How many weeks in a year? Like 52. 52. So it's like no. less than half. Yeah. Easy. Easy. What do you do the other times when you aren't at uni? So um, I run Gabby J Digital, which is a social media management company. So I can essentially work from anywhere, like anywhere in the world. At whatever time I'd like, as long as the work gets done, I guess. So it's been a real learning curve. Not that I've ever had like a nine to five office corporate job, but like I worked at Woolworths and I had to be there from like five till 10 or eight till six. Like, was, yeah, those set hours. So having a job where I could pick up my phone whenever I want and do some work, it's been an interesting experience and you you have recently joined into the world of being able to work whatever and wherever you like welcome to flexibility um so yeah so recently i've jumped into kind of contract work freelancing for some smaller companies which is good so they're kind of like 10 to 15 hours a week for each and so it does allow me a bit of flexibility obviously I have to do the same with meetings in the city when there are times and there is an office there that I can use which is good Um, but I think it's going to be like what I enjoy the most about it is the flexibility but that's also going to be the downfall because so I've been doing a bit of like rewriting stuff which it's so different to writing a thesis when you're rewriting like work, that's completely that's so different. Um, can you do anything? Or are you literally like just no? So you can't add your own thing to it or anything like that. I add bits and pieces where it fits. Like so, if I get the topic, I understand it. Then like so, some of the topics were like project management, so I can do that. Um, so that I can just add bits and pieces, but. Most of the time I'm just reworking what's in there because I don't want to change it too much. Obviously they've put it in there for a reason, yeah. but um, we need to just make it flow better. Mm-hmm. So that's – it takes up a lot of time and I find that the issue is that like I think I'm doing well and then I do something and then it doesn't actually turn out as well as I thought. Yeah. So then I'm like, oh, that's really annoying because then I have to spend 
more hours than I've kind of allocated. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then obviously if I work more hours, then I don't get paid for those hours. So that's, um, yeah, it's, it's good because it allows me flexibility, but it's also not kind of where I want to be spending the majority of my time, which not like what I'll be doing from next week on won't be that, which is good. Um, so yeah. But what you're doing from next week on is still, it's still that flexibility. You can still work from wherever. Yeah. Just doing a different job, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, welcome, welcome to our world. <laughs> Good I place know. to be, but it sucks sometimes. Why does it suck? Because it's very hard to focus when you don't have that set, like go into the office at nine, work till five, then come home. It's very hard to separate work and life and it's very hard to set a schedule because like no one's expecting you in the office at nine. So if you want to sleep in, you can. And if you want to go in at six, you can. And like there's, it's great, but it also can backfire really easily as well. Yeah. I think last week I sent you a text and I'm like, how do you not nap every yeah. single day? <laughs> it is scientifically proven that uh, you need naps every oh single day. So like kindergartners have the right idea. I got to two o'clock and I'm like, oh. I'm just so tired. I woke up at six in the morning and I did my walk with Frankie and then I did work for like two hours and then I had breakfast and I did some more work and then it's lunchtime and I'm tired. How how does that work? Oh, I mean, like the other day I was just like exhausted. So I literally watched Netflix the entire morning until I had to leave for uni. So it's, it's very easy. I'm like, I'll just watch Netflix on my phone and then do stuff on my laptop. No, you can't. You can't. Like I find it's so difficult to like multitask things. And I assume that your stuff is quite similar to writing, mm-hmm. like rewriting stuff. So you're obviously writing it from scratch and that takes a lot of focus to be able to deliver. It really does. And, like, you can't really watch Batchy in Paradise while you're writing this because you're like, oh, but there's so much drama going on. And then you're like, oh, this sentence doesn't make sense anymore. A hundred percent. You're reading the paragraphs, like, 50 times and you're like, I don't, what is this? (laughs) What does it say? I think what I found, though, is it's really important to kind of identify the times that you work best. Yeah, so important. Mm-hmm. So when I was writing my thesis, I think I've mentioned that peak time was kind of like 8 or 9 o'clock till like 1 or 2 a.m. Like I would sit in the same spot writing and I would be like on fire. Like it would be awesome. With this rewriting stuff, I'm kind of finding it's really good in the morning. Yeah. Like I don't understand how it, like how it's flipped, but – I can just read a sentence and I'm like, oh, I can, I just know how to, I can change that. But yeah, I think that's really important to identify the hours where you work the best and then dedicating that time period to that, whatever task you've set for yourself. Um, That's really important. But I think you mentioned other kind of good tips that you've heard around. Yeah. So I heard, a podcast the other day, which actually makes a lot of sense. Um, and it is uh, working in blocks of time. So she was explaining that if you 
work for two hours in maybe your home office or something and then you get up and you move spaces whether that be to the lounge room or the dining room or to like a cafe or something and then work for another two hours and working two hour blocks um kind of breaks it up but then it also gives gives you that sense of urgency like you've only got two hours to get whatever you've got on your to-do list done and I've been doing that lately and I've found that it's been working really well so I've been working from cafes mostly and I find that like two hours is enough time that they're not going to kick you out because you've been there for too long but like you can get through your coffee and also knowing that you've only got those two hours and you've got this amount of emails to do and you've got a report to write as well and you've got to send off a couple of blog posts and stuff like that like it kind of gives you a set amount of time so it almost gives your day a bit of structure um but then there's also that flexibility as to what you do in between Mm. do you find it really difficult to focus in a cafe no I find that I focus the most in cafes why because it's like loud and noisy and there's so much going on like the ambiance and (laughs) accents and stuff (laughs) um I don't know I just feel like because I'm always conscious that people could look over at my laptop at any stage as well and so if I'm sitting there like watching Netflix people are going to judge me hardcore. <laughs> like I'm sitting there like actually typing or whatever people won't think twice about it and they'll know I'm working and so they won't bother me maybe that's true yeah surely they wouldn't bother you um I think it's pretty funny though like why would you go watch Netflix at a cafe though anyway like it wouldn't be the most comfortable like you'd rather watch it at home in bed so it kind of forces you to do work yeah well that's it as well because they're uncomfortable they're always uncomfortable chairs as well so like you know you're only there for two hours and you only have to put up with the uncomfortable chairs for two hours I like the smell is nice I love the smell of cafes mm. something about it um co-working spaces so I got into a co-working space about two years ago and that was definitely the best thing that I've ever done because you're suddenly surrounded by people that are doing the same thing and no one works in a co-working space from nine to five. Like that's not a thing. People are in there at like six or seven o'clock in the morning and then they're leaving at one o'clock in the afternoon or they're staying back yeah. at seven. Yeah. Like, I was always so jealous of you yeah. guys. I'm like, damn it. How, how do I leave at two? Yeah. Oh, I can't. It's so good. But like you're surrounded by people that are in like the same boat. And so you'll notice that people do it unconsciously, constantly taking those breaks. So people would like, meet in the kitchen area and we'd play a game of pool and it would be a good way to force yourself to have a break because I think that's one thing that people with flexibility don't do a lot it's take breaks which is fair enough because once you get into the zone you really don't want to get out of it because sometimes it's really hard to get into that zone and get into that mindset so yeah co-working spaces are really a good idea yeah the perk with this other job like this new job is they have an office that I can use and like most of the people are working on different businesses as well so it's not like they might be doing similar stuff but it's still different and so there might be that flexibility for like bouncing ideas off people and having different perspectives and they might not work nine to five jobs as well so that's what I'm hoping um but yeah flexibility is something that I've been looking forward to, but I obviously know the pitfalls being surrounded by you guys at um, the previous co-working space and knowing how important it is to make 
time for work um, but also not to burn yourself out. Yeah, I think burnout's one of the biggest struggles with flexibility because because there is so much flexibility, you will find yourself watching Batchy in Paradise and also being on your phone or your laptop just trying to get something done on the side. And the reality is you can't multitask. You actually are physically unable to multitask. And then you kind of feel burnt out because you get to the end of Batchy in Paradise and you realise you haven't done anything. And you've also just spent three hours watching a TV show and you kind of feel like punishing yourself almost. Like it's a, it's a really easy way to... Mm, that's the whole hustle culture. Yeah. That's a, like you're made to feel bad that you weren't working. Exactly, when you should really just be enjoying Back in Paradise. Yeah. I found that with the rewriting stuff, like I'd worked until like 2 a.m. and I'd be like, no, I need to get this done. I'm like, the world's not going to end if this doesn't get done. Uh, and it is taking a lot longer than they have been, like I've been assigned. So like I shouldn't force myself to like feel, because like I feel like uncomfortable, like I know when I'm, like something's not working for me because yeah. I'm just like I have like a sick stomach, like sick feeling in my stomach. Um, and that's kind of like intuition to understand like, okay, I'm either working myself too hard or this situation isn't working for me. So I just need to like close my laptop, go to bed and then wake up with a fresh mind. Yeah, exactly. I think self-care is so important as well, like knowing when to do that and knowing when to switch off or else you will find yourself just always being like, I've just got to get this done and I've just got to do this. So um, you kind of have to actively separate work from life and actively find different schedules and different routines that allow for you to do your work but also allow for you to step away from your work. Mm-hmm. So I think cafes are a good place. But what if people don't have access to any good cafes? <laughs> Fair. Um, libraries are really good mm, yeah libraries are good co-working spaces are even better if you can yeah if you can find somewhere and hot desking is a really easy way to do it because then you can come and go whenever you want and you're not expected certain libraries have like business studios that are like free co-working spaces yeah. so the one in brisbane the state library of queensland has a free business studio that's open um, and they actually have like entrepreneur in residences that like go in there like and they'll kind of answer any questions that you might have and provide feedback or support. Um, and I think that's really useful as well if you're freelancing and you kind of just need someone to talk to. Yeah. Um, and the Logan City Libraries also have a co-working hub thing and they have uh, classes that run every other day or a couple of times a week, which is kind of cool as well. So finding places where you can constantly learn because as someone that isn't always in the office um, it's easy to just fall into doing the same thing every day rather than striving to learn something new. Do you, if you need to do something where you don't understand how to do something, do you go and go, like seek out workshops or do you do like journal article research or do you listen to a podcast or? Yeah, a bit of everything. Like I, I like listening to podcasts because I do a lot of driving um, so listening to podcasts are really helpful for me because there's always going to be a podcast about something you need to know about. So podcasts are good. Workshops are good. Um, I also engage with like different forums online and stuff like that with people that are sort of in a similar industry to me. You'll find that 
if you're an entrepreneur or you're a freelancer or you're kind of working from anywhere, people like that want to connect with other people. So there's a lot of Facebook groups and Reddit groups and stuff like that that, yeah, where people just want to meet with other people and know that they're not alone because it does get lonely sometimes because you're not in that same space every day from nine to five. You don't develop those relationships. So, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like um, when you, you're an employee, you have a team most of the times. Yeah. So it's very different because you have to kind of create your own team. Yeah, exactly, which can be hard sometimes. Mm-hmm. So going out to events and, like, learning from other people is really important. Yeah, definitely. I think podcasts are podcasts and videos and talking to people are really useful, but um, actually implementing it and then evaluating it yourself to see how that went, how that process went uh, is another good step. And that really only is dependent on you trying something new. Yeah. Um, Another tip that I have for flexible working environments is this idea of batching. Have you ever heard of batching? Yeah. Batching is this idea that you um, kind of sit down for a period of time and just do one task, like bulkly. (laughs) Um, So again, with social media management, I might sit down for two hours and all I would do would be create content for one of my clients Um, and so it's kind of just getting into that mindset and then I might have a month's worth of content from that two hours but it saves me from kind of doing it 15 minutes every day for an entire month Um, so getting into the habit of batching I think is really beneficial if you can Um, I definitely would recommend giving that a go yeah that's a really good time management strategy so Part of the process of batching is uh, using your calendar to do that. So setting those time blocks in your calendar so that you know for this period of time, that's the kind of body of responsibility that you're going to be looking after. And then even breaking it down to the point where like what are the tasks that you're supposed to be delivering in these two hours. And then if you don't achieve all your tasks, the most important thing is to then reallocate that time. And Um, making sure that you have a correct understanding of how you work and how efficiently you can work, which is why it's important to understand the times that you work well. Yeah, for sure, for sure. If if at like 6 to 8 in the morning you can do something, a task better or faster, then maybe that that task should be done then opposed to like it taking twice as long later in the day. Yeah, and then working out which environment also helps you to work at your maximum level. Definitely. And I think batching is useful for ev- like every person who works because for sure. it's so it's like it seems so simple, right? Yeah. To just be like, oh, of course I'm going to allocate these two hours, but actually doing that I found is really difficult and like I've like I do it and I've tried to instill that in previous people I've worked with and their time management just is like all over the place and they like if you just follow the simple steps of like blocking your time out understanding that that time is dedicated to completing those tasks and not letting distractions kind of take you away from that then you should be fine like if you in those two hours you just don't open facebook or instagram or reply to messages you will have achieved so much yeah for sure and um 
it's hard for your mind to swap from one task to another. So if you're creating content and then replying to emails and then writing blog posts and then et cetera, et cetera, it's really hard for your mind to jump from one to another. So kind of doing those simultaneously, which I'm totally guilty of doing. It just makes it harder for yourself. So batching kind of means that you're going to be in this one mindset for this amount of time and then you're done. So how do you batch? Because like all of your work, do you batch by client? Do you batch by activity like blog posts or do you batch by Um, anything else? So I often batch by client um, and then I often dedicate specific days to specific clients. So I'll set two hours aside for creating Instagram content for one particular client and then I'll move on to another batching session where I'll specifically do blog posts for that client. Um, So I'm kind of in the same mindset of that particular client and then gradually getting all their stuff done for the week or the month or whatever. Um, And it's just easier than swapping from one client to another because once you kind of get in the groove of one industry, because my clients are kind of in different industries, it's hard to stay on track. I was going to say, like, it wouldn't be very easy for you to batch, like, writing blogs because the topic is completely different. Yeah. So kind of identifying specific days where you can just focus on one particular client. Very nice. Yeah. There's also a really cool app that you can get and it's like you need to open it and you can grow a little plant. Have you ever seen that? And so you like set aside, you set a two-hour timer or something and then you like put put it wherever and you can't touch your phone like if you get out of the app the plant dies and you have to start again oh, and so it saves you from like going and checking messages or checking instagram or whatever because if you exit the app the plant dies and you want the plant to grow so it takes two hours for the plant to grow um it's called the forest app and it's really really cute so i'll put a link in the show notes for it if you want to get on that Excellent. Yeah, it's really cute. But there's a ton of different apps and websites and things that block particular um, pages. So if you don't want to go on Facebook for the two hours that you're batching, then you can block it and it won't let you actually open Facebook. So, uh, And like on the topic of apps though, I think tracking your time with apps yeah. are, is really good, uh, particularly for like if you're doing bodies of work. Firstly, then you have data, then you can evaluate yeah. and assess how long it's taking you to do a particular tasks, but also for then like invoicing so as well so that you are estimating the right amount of time that you're allocating to a task and not doing more then. Yeah. There are apps that can do it. I think you can have like it just like turns on yeah. and then you just tap. I, I was using one when I was at UQ to do project management so that I could dedicate so I knew which project was taking longer and where I had to allocate resources so uh they're definitely very useful for management and how do you feel about Trello boards and any of those do you use any I don't I don't use any of them at the moment I know I have a client that's just signed up and he wants to use them so Trello was really good. Um, I don't use it myself because I just don't think I have that much going on at the moment that I require it. Mm-hmm. Um, even in my previous job, like there was just like it was easier to manage through my calendar. Yeah. But um, if you have, particularly if you're like project managing something, mm-hmm. Trello is really useful because then everybody can see kind of what's going on at what stage and if I were to be sick, for example, people could just pick up my workload and then 
move forward and the project doesn't have to lay stagnant anywhere. Um, but yeah, that that was a, a tool I used. I mean, it sounds very similar to Asana. Asana, you can like, I use it to like separate all my clients and in there you've got like to-do lists and information and mm. content. And- Is it free? Yeah. Oh, Charlie's free too. Nice. I feel like Asana would have a better user interface. Asana also integrates with a lot more things. What oh, does it? Yeah. Charlie's been around longer, I thought. I think it has been. Mm. See. The more you know. The first to market is not always the best. No, that's true. It's actually very true. I've heard that like Google wasn't the first to market, Facebook wasn't the first to market. No, YouTube wasn't. YouTube wasn't. Just got to improve on what's there. You don't have to be yeah. groundbreaking. Nope, just steal an idea. None of our ideas, of course. <laughs> yeah. Don't someone else's ideas. Ideas. Although I gave you a free idea in the last podcast. So. Genius Factory. Genius, genius Factory. Factory. We should have like bonus episodes where we just talk about Genius Factory ideas. Oh, my God. Would you guys like that? Tell us if you would like that. Yeah. Like and subscribe and rate if you would like that. <laughs> What do they win? <laughs> the satisfaction of getting Genius Factory <laughs> episodes. Mm, yeah, we're probably not going to get anybody who does that. No, we just will never get past six rate like ratings on. We'll like it though. It'll be a ton of fun. It will be a ton of fun. Okay. Cool. Do you feel established, like you know how to go forth and work flexibly? I do, I do. Plus, if I don't, I just go to you guys and be like, help, help, I am stressing myself out. I can't, I can't, I just want to go to the beach. Mm. I think self-awareness is really important in this so that like I, I can then recognize like if I'm burning out or if I'm procrastinating, trying to find the root cause for that. Like part of the issue is that I procrastinate because I am too afraid to actually like do something or I actually need a break. Like there's that you need to understand like why is it that you're putting off this task or like working yourself so hard that you're feeling anxious about it. Yeah. There's a lot of reflection involved. Uh, Yeah. Very much. My entire life is like constant reflection. Constant reflection. <laughs> but at least, you know, I'm really aware of my strengths and weaknesses. It's important. You need to know that. Yeah. More weaknesses. That's all right. More to work on. Yeah. Woo. So, yeah, what? Do you want to provide a quick summary before we wrap up, Gabby? Oh, I think it was just an episode full of tips and tricks. Um, find places and the times that you work the best and utilize that explore the possibility of co-working spaces it's such a great environment to get to know people who are in the same boat and get involved with different networking events and kind of expand your network and stuff like that you also talked about time management and batching and kind of allowing blocks of time to get solid work done rather than trying to multitask because that is never gonna work i mean it might give it a go but don't be disappointed when you can't do it. Don't be disappointed when Gabby says, I told you so. Yeah. <laughs> My favourite thing to do. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Cool. And on that note, 
We will leave you for some lunch. I am starving and I can see that Gabby's getting a little hangry. Pretty cold in here too. It's pretty cold. It's breathing. I can't wait for hot chips. Um, thanks again for listening to another episode of Overworked. I hope you have a good week and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.